Hello and welcome back to another episode of Still So Young Podcast with Maggie and Reese. And today we are doing our part two of content creation and social media. And before we get into anything, please remember to rate us five stars, leave us a kind review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on whatever platform you listen to it. Um, our podcast and send us messages if you really liked our episode we like to see it and yeah so first Reese what would younger you be happy about this week younger Reese would be happy about the fact that after two grueling months of weddings and engagement shoots every week multiple times a week a girl bought herself a new camera. Woo! I'm going to start Woo! vlogging and making videos. And okay, I also bought myself a new lens. I have been obsessed with the 24 to 70 2.8 G Master since I first held a Sony in my little hands. And I finally bought myself one. And I am so excited. Like, if I could marry a lens, I would. I have our engagement ring picked out. Like, that would be <laughs> my life partner. That lens is my ride or die. Yeah, I'm obsessed and I'm so excited. And it was supposed to come today, but I missed it. So it comes tomorrow. And I'm going to take so many photos and make so many videos. And I'm going to be so annoying. And I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so excited for Whoa. you. I feel like this is such a good, like, addition to what you already do because I, I i don't know i love seeing like behind the scenes of what people do and all that stuff yeah i'm ex i'm excited to share more behind the scenes um i know i have a face for radio but i'm just gonna subject you all to seeing it online as well oh my gosh no wait. you don't <laughs> i love seeing your face thank you i feel like i have a face for radio no, you don't, Maggie. You're so cute. <laughs> don't make me do another podcast where all I do is talk about how adorable you are. Or you can. Uh, okay, thanks. Maggie, um, what would younger you be happy about? Oh, I forgot that I have to do one. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, younger me would be happy that I watched the Vikings game with my boyfriend and they one finally it's been a this season has been so bad like for the vikings and it was just fun to finally see them win i was like oh thank god and it was against a really good team so the okay, 49ers. i was gonna say i don't know a lot about football but like i feel like that win was a bit of a shock to everyone i know yeah because like the 49ers are usually very good mm -hmm. yeah Derek was but like because I was asking him about it because I literally, like, I barely know anything about football. And I was like, are yeah. they, like, a good team? He was like, they're, like, probably the best team, like, overall. I was like, oh, and, wow. Um, but I learned a little bit about, like, football stats and analytics and stuff. I went to a talk the other day. I don't know how I ended up there, but I did. And I learned about football. And um, the Vikings have a very good home field advantage. Like, their Why team that they... I don't know, just like 
they typically win if they're at home. Hmm, interesting. That's just like statistically a thing. I could be wrong, but that's what I learned. Well, they were a home team. So maybe it's like mm-hmm. the stress of travel plays into yeah. how they play not at like an away game, not at home. Maybe. Maybe it's a Minnesota Nair. Does something. Yeah. I don't know. It's um, superior okay. water. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Football yeah. time over. <laughs> um, we're talking about the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started, Reese. <laughs> I know. <laughs> don't get me started. They're seriously so cute. Okay, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. We're resisting we, so hard. Yeah, I'm like physically like restraining myself. So now we have our listeners, what younger you would be happy about. Antonia is seeing the 1975 this week. and. Um, it's her first time since she was 17 and I love that for you I'm so jealous I love them so fun love that Taylor Swift Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriend not even not really kind of her summer lover yeah (laughs) um (laughs) back to Taylor Swift like always um Emma said that she's happy and safe in her home and she's put a lot of energy into it and it feels amazing and i love that for you emma it's very important to feel comfortable and at home in your own place yeah and like really feel like comfy in your space and love it because like that is where you spend the most time Mm -hmm. traditionally i believe and the last one, naturally, Jazz says family is coming to visit them in California. So, yay. I love that for you. It's fun having family come visit. Yeah. So fun. Woo-hoo. Love it. So that was everyone's. Um, make sure on Mondays to send in your answers. We love to hear them and see them. And if you don't want us to say your name, just say anonymous and we won't say it. Mm-hmm. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yes, this is part two of how to grow on social media, create content, whatever. And first, we're going to talk about, we're kind of just going to dive into like algorithm and engagement mm-hmm. and that type of thing. And we're going to touch on like how it's it's not the algorithm it's you and that might be a hot take mm-hmm. but that's okay that should be yeah. a reason for you to keep listening <laughs> yeah so a lot of people complain about the instagram algorithm because it's not what it used to be and that's okay things grow things change you have to you like there's a i think the saying is what like change or die like either gotta (laughs) go with what's happening or you will be left behind and i think a lot of people when it comes to instagram are upset that what they've always done isn't giving them the same results but also like with anything in life why would it you know if you only do the same thing always you will become stagnant and 
with that being said, the Instagram algorithm is a fickle friend. But once you like understand it and how to work with it instead of against it, you will have good results. And like a lot of this information is just kind of out there. And it's also just a lot of like playing around, testing things, and the kind of like just staying up to date on how, like what has changed within the Instagram algorithm is pretty important. So, with that being said, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get a little bit more into the meat of it. Um or like maybe talk about like the common complaints with the algorithm. So a lot of people who've been on Instagram for a minute have complained about how their engagement's gone down, their posts aren't getting seen to as many viewers, um, their static posts don't do as well as their reels kind of thing like those are the main kind of overall complaints and I feel like a big thing that has changed with Instagram is you can't just post pretty content anymore like you used to be able to just like sauce up a beautiful photo and people would engage with it versus now it's more than just like putting up a pretty photo you have to put time and effort into writing a well-done caption like people like need a bigger reason to engage with you like what about your content is gonna pull them in and what about your content is gonna get shown to the world because how the algorithm works is the more people that engage with your content the more that instagram's like wow this is a good piece of content i'm gonna keep showing it to more people and i'm gonna keep showing it to new people that might be interested in this thing Mm -hmm. and another part of that is with social media and like instagram tiktok especially they've become search tools so like people will search things within the app like hikes in minnesota um airbnbs places to stay cabins whatever it may be and your post or your account is going to pop up based on how much you kind of like use those keywords or like are focused on those different things people are searching. So with that being said, you have to do well-written captions that have SEO keywords in them. You can't just like copy paste like cabin, Airbnb, blah, 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 and like a caption on the bottom. But within the caption itself, write something interesting about your Airbnb or about Airbnbs you're staying at. Or do something that has, like, you need to have a hook. You need to have something that, like, pulls people in, makes them read it, makes them want to see it, makes it a searchable thing, and then it'll continue to perform well. I don't mm-hmm. know if yeah. that's followable, but. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I also think that another reason, like, another reason for people to follow you is, like, they want to gain something from it. So mm-hmm. that's why a lot, probably, you probably don't even notice, but a lot of the people that you follow are probably people that give tips or advice on things. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's a lot of the type of people that I follow. Like, um, <laughs> the names are escaping me right now because I'm on the spot, but 
just a lot of like how to grow on social media. There's a lot of coaches mm-hmm. that do that of like how to grow on social media that you can follow. Um, but then there's also ones that are like they'll there's this one girl I just found and she's like the itinerary girl. Like she'll give like a work from home itinerary and oh, like she cool. just like gives like a itinerary for you to follow. Yeah. And I'm just I don't know why like I just am so intrigued. I'm like, ooh, what's her idea of like a work from home itinerary? I just think yeah. it's cool. So it's like so like I'm gaining something from that because I'm like, oh, she does that. Maybe I could do that with my routine. So maybe if you're an artist, you can be like, this is how I draw this is how or like this is how I make my drawings into a sticker or if you're a photographer it's like this is how I edit or Mm -hmm. you know just like things of like how you do things and you can share that and then people kind of gain gain something out of that yeah I think that's a big reason why or like that's a big reason why people would want to follow you and I also feel like so content that performs is usually like a value add like like you were saying like people get something from it Mm -hmm. because like people don't owe you their engagement with your content like they might love you they may know you but like they don't owe you the fact that they're gonna engage with it like save whatever reshare it right Mm -hmm. but if there's some sort of value add to this piece of content where they're like wow let's say five super good coffee shops in the Midwest. They're like, wow, either A, I'm going to save this because I want to check some of these out. B, I want to share this because people that follow me maybe would also like to check out some of these places. Um, See, they might comment back and be like, oh, these are the five coffee shops that you would suggest. I would also like, have you ever heard of this little coffee shop in Duluth? Like people that want to like add that to your content, so they're going to comment mm-hmm. or engage on that, and yeah. it's just overall so much more like interactive for everyone involved. People gain something from it. You as the creator might gain something from it as well, and like you start to also then build this community off of this content, and like yeah, I don't know, and it's so much. So then, like, with the content, it's, like, so much more valuable than just, like, growing. You're building this community as well as hopefully growing your account. Because you want both. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't want to just, like, gain um, a thousand followers overnight and have them be people that, like, don't or, like, aren't super interested in your content. And then they're, like, Mm -hmm. ghost followers, like we had talked about previously. Because then mm-hmm. they won't engage, and then your overall engagement will c- go down. So I feel like it's yeah. better to have a slow and steady growth where these people are engaged, interested, a part of you, the community you're building, and then they'll be engaged followers. And then yeah. your stuff will continue to perform well because people are engaged with your content. They're interested in your content, and it'll continuously perform. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, another thing that tests uh... – Tess Tess uh, Bar- Barclay, mm-hmm. her podcast, Busy Blooming, that we talked about in the last episode. Um, that's another thing that she mentions is like you 
if you want to start like content creation or whatever, you need to have some sort of goal if you actually want engagement. So it's like mm-hmm. for me, it's like I started a new account because I I need to like start from scratch to get actual followers that actually yeah. like want to connect with me. And then you can build a community that just like who you are and like the personality. And then like once they get to know you more, then they're like, oh, does she have a podcast? Oh, she does. Maybe I'll listen to it. Mm-hmm. And then like or it's like my graphic design too. It's like oh, I didn't know she does graphic design. Maybe she could help me make a logo for my new business or something like that. So I think it's just like having some sort of goal. Like it doesn't it doesn't even need to be like gaining a ton of followers. I think it's just more so creating a community that mm-hmm. will hype you up and want to support you. Yeah, I totally agree. I think community is the one of the most important things that can be gained from social media and like one of the most important goals to have yeah i agree yeah um there was one thing i wanted to wait we're like oh so i want to kind of touch on this so your instagram started off as personal and then switched to art and then you had a bunch of like disengaged kind of ghost followers Mm -hmm. i think something where i got lucky was so when i i transferred to umd and i had deleted my instagram that i had from high school and i made a new one when i transferred so like my Mm. instagram was pretty small like i didn't know a lot of people when i was first at umd and when i switched to sharing my photography i only had a little bit of followers so from almost the start people all like it was such an easy switch for me to go from personal to photo because I only had like 10 posts of like parties and like college life (laughs) that I was just able to delete and then just keep my travel ones and just keep photography ones and like it was so easy for me to make that switch whereas like I had just always kept my personal one but because I didn't Mm -hmm. have friends at the school that was at and like (laughs) I already got rid of all the high school people. And then once I had started posting and stuff, slowly some of my like acquaintances from high school like saw it and then followed because then they like chose to not like they were already there and getting the photography pushed upon them. Yeah. So that's um, something to think about because. Yeah. I think it's hard for you to, to start over. I think so too. To add on to that, like I switched because I had initially, I don't know why I remember this number, but I do. Initially, when I, so I had my personal account for like years and then I switched Mm -hmm. to posting my art with my personal. And I had around like 1,500 followers when I switched to like posting my art on the same page. And that's kind of a lot that's like a good amount for that time yeah to like just start just making this new brand out of nowhere for like people that they didn't follow me for that so if you're kind of like me and you did that i would suggest if you want to like get better engagement on like i mean even on your personal too like 
I like wasn't getting engagement on like anything it felt like and I was just getting frustrated and that was kind of why and I I also think this is another point to touch on is I really think that you should separate your personal life with like your business or like whatever um I just think things can get messy and it personally for me it like stressed me out so much like I felt like I couldn't fully be myself Mm -hmm. um because I was integrating both of these worlds which like don't necessarily need to mesh like you can separate things you can compartmentalize it's okay to do that and yeah I don't know I think I was just kind of following what other artists did back then and I just I don't think it was what was best for me so I don't know that's my take on that I think my thought is like very similar so like if you turn yourself into the brand kind of from okay so let's say you you are you and you grow your following from being you and then you create Mm -hmm. a brand I think it's fantastic to have like the I'm launching this and then you have a new Instagram for it. And maybe you share stuff from it on your stories that like push people over or like sometimes share photos of it or in relation to your life with the brand. Like tag it or whatever it may be. But then that way it is separate. So it's still you and you run the brand. Mm-hmm. You show aspects of it because it's still a part of you, but it's its own separate space. and then. That way you can also have, like, different projects with it. And then, like, you can still say, like, let's say Maggie stays Maggie. Maggie can get deals with makeup and hair and posts about whatever. Mm -hmm. But then Maggie's brand of illustration and art can, that Instagram can still sell stuff and can do its own art deals. Or, like, Maggie could Mm -hmm. also still do art deals. but all of you isn't enveloped in that one thing does that yeah. make sense yeah no that totally makes okay. sense like even even um our podcast is an example of like yeah, we like that- made a separate podcast instagram mm-hmm. and we both share the posts that we post we both share the episodes on our stories and stuff but yeah. it doesn't need to be like we're not integrating our like you know so yeah 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 so I think that's important and I think something where I struggle with is like with my own stuff and I'm like slowly trying to like tease more of myself into it which I also feel like this topic is answering one of our listeners questions of Reese landscape photography is so niche and like I am so much more than that even in the aspect of, like, I also want to talk about just hiking. But, like, the pretty photo is different than the hike. Like, and it's hard mm-hmm. to, like, sometimes, like, cross over the two. So, like, I've been slowly working on, like, sharing photos, but also talking about different hikes. Talking about more of my life. Maybe talking about the more athletic endeavors that I do. Because I feel like that is an important big part of me. But it would be weird if all of a sudden all I post is landscape photos and then all of a sudden it's like recent sports bra and biker shorts on a run. 
And like, that's the main focus of the photo. Mm-hmm. So like now it's like, I have to go back and try to like tease these things in, use my stories a lot to like try to get to know, or try to have people get to know that aspect of me. Be okay with some of the new content and posts not doing as well because my followers aren't used to that or maybe they're or following me for that and kind of like rework my audience Mm -hmm. and it's been a slow and steady process but it's working and yeah so that's the alternate route of how to do it wouldn't say it's the best route yeah um yeah i think that slow like a slow process is the best process i don't think anyone gets the best outcome like longevity i don't think anyone gets the best outcome from just like an overnight like viral like following you know i honestly like i'm nervous about ever going viral because you end up getting so many followers not there for you they're there for like one specific thing that you posted and then if you Uh post outside of that they're like who is this (laughs) yes and it can end up like killing your engagement yeah so a different thought also let's say you grow this bigger following and all of a sudden your engagement drops you need to go through who follows you and remove people remove accounts that do not engage with you and that are like bot accounts kind of just like Mm. go more or less the ghost followers you need to Mm -hmm. bite the bullet of losing followers and go through and clear those out because having an engaged audience is better than a big following. Yeah. And also exactly. if you're in the land of trying to charge for stuff, engagement is going to be able to get you more money in brand deals and like be able to have more leverage than having a big following. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Sorry, brand but- de- like brands want to see the like you had mentioned before we recorded that like brands need to see your like count because that's the only way they can kind of tell if it's working with like your deal with them yeah oh okay so yeah what maggie's saying piece of advice keep your likes visible if you want to work with brands in any aspect because they need to be able to see your engagement they can't just trust you being able to – they can't just trust, let's say, you have all of your likes off and then you're like, mm, my engagement rate's 10%. No one's going to believe that. I'm sorry. Like, they're not. Yeah. I understand why some people turn off their likes for, like, ethical comparison reasons. I understand that. Yeah, but, I think that's fine if, like, you're just, like, a personal – Yeah, like, if Like, you just, you just a have a personal account and that's all that you do with social media – Turn Love the likes that. off. Who cares? Who cares about That's the likes That's what I do with that? my personal account. Yeah. You're just sharing yeah. your life. Like, you don't need to compare yourself with that. Yeah. But if you're trying to this work with kind brands, of, keep your likes yeah. on. This is, like, if you're interested in doing, like, content creation and stuff. Yeah. Oh, also, I need to say this before I forget. Yep. Um, Another reason why I was, like, intrigued and, like, I don't know, wanting to, like, try content creation is there's a girl that I went to high school with that she has like 250k followers on TikTok and like 150k on Instagram but she made like separate accounts 
And I didn't find her until like a year ago when she had like 150K or something. And I was like, whoa. Like she is like a very cute girl and like her life is interesting. I just was like so taken aback because I was like, I had no idea that you did this. And I am obsessed with her. I'm like, you're so freaking cute. And um, but she made separate accounts. And I just I don't know. I think it's the way to do it, especially it's like like you can have like what I said before, you can compartmentalize, you can have a private account and still like dabble in some content creation and try it out just to see if you like it. And also if you're embarrassed by it or you just like don't want people to know about it, if you're really that embarrassed, you can block people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they probably won't know and like i said before it's not personal it's literally just because it's like a safe it's like a safe space it's like you don't need to, if you're if you realize like halfway in and you're just like i don't think i'm into this it's like you don't you just don't need to tell everyone that you're doing it you can kind of just see how you like it and if it works it works and if it doesn't who cares you don't have to mm-hmm keep doing it i have like all my family members restricted on my account so they can't see what i'm posting unless they actively go look at my page because i don't (laughs) want them to know yeah and that's that's okay that's my boundary unless they search for it (laughs) and that's how they didn't know about my podcast for until like (laughs) a week ago uh yep uh Um, yeah yeah Okay, so that kind of whole spiel answered a little bit of some of the listener questions, too. I think we should dive more into some of our listener and questions. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of said a lot of... Oh, wait, actually, I have yeah. one more thing. Okay. So another thing that was like brought up in my DMs was, do you create content that you like to create? Versus creating content that you think is going to do well. That was a question. And like my thought process is that you should only create stuff that you enjoy and that you're proud of. Like, you know what? I think in the grand scheme of things, I would get more followers if I posted photos of myself in a swimsuit. Like, or like (laughs) thirst traps. Yes. I would probably get more followers because I'm an okay looking girl and boys like that. But (laughs) that's not content that I'm personally, for what I like to do, I'm not going to be proud of that. It's not sharing my photography, my passion, or whatever. It's like, I'm going to choose to do the thing that excites me. I am going to always choose sharing photos first. Like, I am a photographer first. There's things that I can do that work with the algorithm to make the content do well. But I'm going to share the work that I'm proud of, the work that I'm excited about. Um, and like that stuff that makes me happy more than creating stuff just to create stuff that's going to do well. Like, mm-hmm. I think if your only goal is to create content that you think it's going to perform well, you're not going to have fun on Instagram. You're not going to create a healthy community. 
and you're gonna just end up complaining about the algorithm because you're not (laughs) well because you're not sharing stuff that brings you joy like I know there's photos that I absolutely love that maybe don't get the most likes but at the end of the day it's a photo that I'm really proud of enough people see and even if they didn't see it still doesn't mean I'm not proud of that piece of work so that's Mm -hmm. my thought on it yeah I would agree I think it's like you know it's what we kind of touched on before of you need to have some sort of purpose for mm-hmm. your account um so if it's a personal account maybe and maybe you do want to grow your personal account maybe integrating like um your favorite coffee shops that you go to or like your favorite products that you use or stuff like that if it's a photography account like yours it's like just focusing on like the things that you care about the most like Mm -hmm. the pictures that you like the most you know it's like I don't know and also I also don't think that posting all of the time is the best uh decision I think that I'm I'm just such like a quality over quantity type of person. Mm-hmm. So that also kind of plays into that. So like just making sure that you're being true to yourself and that you're actually proud of whatever you post and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. My thought, okay, I think quality over quantity always. Like no one like you can tell once a brand or something has a filler post whether it's just like make their grid look cute which like i love a filler post for that but like they have i do that sometimes (laughs) yeah and they have no expectation of the piece of content doing well but it's gonna look pretty in the grid love that but if you have a filler post just because you're like i need to post every single day people aren't gonna keep engaging with your content and your content's not gonna get seen as much because you're not putting time and effort into the quality of it. So mm-hmm. that's where I lean towards quality over quantity and like not posting a lot if you don't have valuable stuff to post. But mm-hmm. I will say when people do take long breaks away from Instagram or social media, like you do have to understand that your engagement is going to go down for a while after that. Like it might take a couple weeks or a month to get back to where you were before your break, which is perfectly okay. And I think taking breaks is super healthy and valuable, but you have to just like understand that that is the trade-off with that break. Yeah. Um, The podcast that we've mentioned so many times already she also talks about how like you don't i don't know she's mostly talking about tiktok and how everyone is always saying how you need to post every day you need to post three times a day like you need to keep posting like there's so many people out there like you need to stand out you need people you need to be in front of people's faces to like be if you like want to grow i don't know and she was saying like no like if that stresses you out don't do it like no because you're not gonna make stuff 
Exactly. It's like if you post once a day, that's that's like more than enough. She was saying how like you can probably post one like one time like three days a week and you are able to grow a following just fine. And that was another thing where I was like, okay, I think I can do that. And but I've honestly been posting multiple times a day just because I've been having fun with it. I'm sure it'll start to go down once I kind of get bored of it. But yeah, I don't know. I just think like if it's stressing you out, like don't don't do it so often. Like you can take a a break, like take a couple days break. I don't know. Adjust your boundaries with it. Yeah. And a podcast that I was listening to, a big thing with like her social media and like her boundaries with it is. She might, let's say she goes to a coffee shop. She'll pull her phone out, maybe take a picture of her latte art and that like she's set up to work, blah, 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 blah. Like a couple cutesy photos, puts her phone away, doesn't post them, just has them taken and then maybe like capture stuff throughout her day. And then that evening sets aside like 30 minutes of social media work time, post the stories, add some interesting captions to it, all that stuff. So in that way, A, she wasn't checking Instagram multiple times that day. She was just taking the photo, not like taking it on Instagram. So she wasn't always going on there. Um, so that wasn't like stressing her out then because it wasn't like I'm on Instagram all day and seeing everything all day. And like B, it like sets up this like healthy boundary of like just having your set like work time on Instagram. Yeah. No, that's so true. I feel like I've gotten into a better routine of that, of just, like, getting the content I need, taking the pictures, getting a couple videos, like, and then once I have enough of those, like, I really don't need to be on my phone and, like, editing right that second. You can just do it later, do it when you're bored, do it when you're, I don't know, I just... Uh, I was just going to say, I'm such a strong believer in not posting in real time. Me too. Like, yeah. No one no one knows besides the immediate people around you if this happened today, if it happened within this hour. And, like, really, people don't care if it's in real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's great. Okay. Should um, we dive into some of the listeners' questions? Yeah. Cool. Maggie, what's your favorite content to watch when you're on um, social? Okay. I think it really depends on the platform. So I would say for TikTok, I love the get ready with me chats, like whether it's makeup or like outfits. I think mm-hmm. those are so fun because you can, ch- I don't know if there's any guys listening to this, you definitely don't understand, but like for the girls, it is such a specific type of conversation when you're getting ready with other girls. Yeah. And since I don't live with girls anymore, that is so fun for me is when I'm just on my for you page and like someone's getting ready to go out. I'm like, you go out, girl. You look mm-hmm. so good. Like, I just love seeing the process of it and like hearing what they did that day or like just random stuff because when you're getting ready with your friends like you're just talking about random stuff that you like did that day or things i don't know just you're just sharing about 
things that are going on in your life and i love that i do too um yeah and then i also love like big sis advice helpful tips and tricks for just like anything um and then obviously i like the aesthetic things but i also i like i don't necessarily follow when i see those i kind of just like them and i move on Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of more like just like engaging things, um, but that's just for TikTok. I feel like for Instagram, it's more of like aesthetic first and then personality. I don't know. Maybe that's weird, that's but um, yeah. And then I also obviously I love I love seeing like graphic designers and artists and stuff. But yeah, what about you? What are your favorite? What's your um, favorite content? I have always I have been a big YouTube girly for a long time. Actually, I love watching YouTube videos. And I always have YouTube videos playing when I get ready in the morning. That's like my thing. That's my fun time. Or like even at night, I'll watch like a YouTube video or throw a vlog on on the TV. I find it so entertaining. But I I love vlogs. Um but you have like I love vlogs but only by certain people. There's some people that make really engaging vlogs and there's some people that don't. And I really don't like a bad vlog. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I really like, I watch a lot of JC Marie stuff. Mm -hmm. And then um, I used to love makeup tutorials. I was a huge full beat kind of gal for the longest time. Um, And then I really like this YouTuber, Kelty O'Connor, who does a lot of, like, fitness and health and nutrition stuff. And she does it not in a, like, this is how to get your dream body. But she's more like, (laughs) hey, these are different things you can do that maybe, like, her focus is more on, like, your overall health. So, Mm -hmm. like, getting your proper nutrients. Like, what are the ads you can do like what can you add to your diet versus take away because she's also like i'm never taking away my tequila like i love that i love going out with my friends but yeah yeah she has a lot of different like running and fitness things and i just if i could meet her in real life that would be a dream she's my favorite i i like that type of content too actually um do you know sydney adams is that her name sydney it sounds really familiar i think so She's like a fitness TikToker. Um, yeah. But I really like her. I feel like I just like people that show their personality. Like I do too. I think and also if you're if you kind of are interested in trying content creation, but you're just like, I don't know how to show my personality, like I'm scared. Try mm-hmm. doing voiceovers. I think those yeah. are so easy because you can just act normal. Like like you don't have to like talk to the camera. You mm-hmm. can kind of just like get an get like an aesthetic shot of a couple things in your day, and then when you have time, you can just voice over like behind the scenes stuff that happened in each shot or something, and you can kind of show your personality in that way. Yeah, yeah, that's what I don't know. And then on TikTok, I feel like I really like story times. Mm-hmm, I really me do. Too. Which is so fun because the content that I love to consume is so different than what I make. Which I think I know, is something isn't that funny? I like personally need to unpack and figure out why. But 
yeah, I like watch no no nature things, no hiking things, no camping things. I think it's just because like like it's entertainment for you. Like yeah. you're looking for entertainment at that point. You're not, Whereas I you're feel not like otherwise of, it's work. Yeah. You're not getting you're not trying to get like research from other creators that do the same thing as you, you know. That's true. And like watching any kind of photography YouTube video gives me such anxiety because all these people have this like big fancy setup of like a monitor, a laptop, this hard drive, this thing. And they're so intense about all of it. And they're big, like almost like gaming chair-esque setup, multi-level desk. And they're so intense about all of it. And I'm just like, I am such a like, (laughs) I am a vibes girly when it comes to my photography. I edit with the vibes. I shoot with the vibes. And it's just, it feels so like... I don't know. It pushes me off so much. Let's. Yeah. So how do you balance the algorithm with burnout? I think we kind of talked about that a little bit with like creating what you like and like Mm -hmm. taking breaks and having boundaries. Yeah. But my thought is just like post what you care about. If it gets seen, it gets seen. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I think you just Mm -hmm. shouldn't take it personally. Yeah. A little bit, which is easier said than done. Yeah. But I think I think, I think just uh, don't force it and I think it's very obvious when you're posting just to post and you're not posting like something that you're proud of. Mhm. And I just think having healthy boundaries with social media is good too. Don't check mm-hmm. it a lot. Me too. My big thing is yeah. I let's say I post a photo um i'll engage with it for like a little bit like if people comment stuff i'll be on instagram then for a little bit and then i call it a day i don't have Mm -hmm. my instagram notifications on except for my like full-time jobs account because i want to see those just in case there's something important that i need to like take care of but otherwise like i don't have notifications on i am Mm -hmm. the worst person either dming back and, like, I've just been okay with that because it's, like, I, I don't need to be on there. Yeah. Yeah. I think having the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, Maggie, do you have any tips for growth? I feel like we kind of touched base on that, too. But Yeah. But we can answer it still. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we did kind of touch on this. But I think... Like we said, just kind of like staying true to who you are and pay attention to trends, but only if it makes sense for you or your brand. Mm-hmm. And like we said before, be consistent with your posting, but don't let it stress you out. Um, and then also tag brands that you use in the content. Um mm-hmm. Which I know is kind of hard to remember, but when you do remember it, most of the time you can edit your post anyway, so you can just go back yeah. and edit it and, add, and like tag them. Um, but I think that helps too because sometimes uh, people will look at their page and then they'll look at tagged photos and if it's like a good picture, they're like, oh, that's cute. Then they'll like follow yeah. you. Um, 
and then I don't really know exactly on TikTok if that kind of I I have been tagging like clothes that I wear in my TikToks. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't really know if that's helping or not. I've just been doing yeah. it because I do that on Instagram. So I yeah. don't know. I think Those it does because sometimes I'll get on TikTok like if let's say I follow free people and a person is wearing free people and tags it, their video might pop up on my for you page because they're like they tagged an account you follow. Or mm-hmm. like an account you follows in this. So I think it is valuable gotcha. to tag people on Instagram yeah. on TikTok as well. Um, with Instagram, I would honestly recommend having a hashtag strategy. So have like a couple sets of hashtags in your notes that are like different. So like 20 hashtags, like three different sets of 20 hashtags that you rotate through using. It is a valuable tool to use. Um, And then write engaging captions, like write a caption. Like it can't just be like, what's your favorite? lip gloss you need to like be like these are my favorite here's an example of like an engaging um caption on like a lip gloss or like a chapstick or whatever be like start it off with like save for later and then like maybe do like the arrow or whatever or like read for my recommendations or like read below for my recommendations and then be like these are my three favorite chapsticks to use during the winter months in Minnesota like it's so cold and dry your lips always get chapped blah blah blah, blah. um i love using the summer fridays whatever one another one of my favorites or go to is like the Laneige lip mask and then i always have an aquaphor in my purse and in my car like something where it's like <laughs> interesting you recommend a couple brands or like a couple of your favorites and then maybe people will comment their favorites maybe people will save it maybe people will share it mm-hmm. and that's a way to make it more engaging and then get more people to share save follow yeah yeah um i totally agree and then we did have a last question and we cool. like we said we've kind of uh we've kind of touched on all of these questions already but yeah i still kind of want to like yeah answer them on this one fully um so she wrote it's kind of long but i just for everyone to understand i'm okay. going to read it um she said I feel like I have to be so niche or specific that I overthink every single story or reel and end up posting less because I'm worried about being consistent with my topics. I like to post lifestyle stuff with art, but get worried that it will mess up my engagement if I don't stick to art only. Am I overthinking it or do I just post it? Um, I totally relate to this. Like I said before, um, I can't remember if it was this episode or the last, but I like had a personal account and then I switched to making or like posting my art with it and I just felt so much pressure of like I honestly just didn't even know what to post anymore because I was just so it was so intertwined that I was like I don't know what people are here for anymore mm-hmm. so I think just remembering what the main point of the account is for 
and be consistent with it. But you can also like dabble in some personal things. I think that stories are really helpful in this way of like, especially for like Instagram. It's a very good way of showing your personality. And most of the time, people are not going to unfollow you because you had a story that they didn't like. Most of the time, they're just going to click through it. So I think using stories to your advantage is the way to go for this. Like if you want to post like something silly that happened or just like some like a cute sunset, why not? I'm sure I'm sure people would love to see it. And if they didn't, they're not going to unfollow you. <laughs> they're just going to click through it. Yeah, I agree. And I think also with your art account, if you want to like have a static post that has some lifestyle stuff in it, um something that one of my like favorite like travel creators does cuz she has very much so niched herself into the like continuous pretty mountains hikes wildflowers like very much so in that category of like travel influencer once a month she does like a photo dump that has more of like she calls it her like iphone photo dump and it has like 10 photos of what else kind of happened within her life for that month maybe on the things maybe like maybe it was on the hike but it was like an iphone photo like a little bit more like behind the scenes maybe their house renovation that they have going on maybe the coffee or dinner that they went on as well so it's almost like a once a month lifestyle photo dump and i think that's really cool cuz it shows you a little bit more of her life but also doesn't stray from her niche Mm -hmm. if that's like another way that's more comfortable for you to do it yeah that's super cute i love that idea i also think that sharing your personality and all the things in the stories i think is a beautiful thing to do and i think that helps build an engaged following Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i hope that answers that cool i think it does um okay well that are that's a lot of our thoughts on (laughs) growing on social media creating content um we might even touch on this again in the future because we just we are so integrated into social media and we like talking about it so yeah stay tuned for that let us know if you liked this topic please um yeah we obviously we see uh the amount of listens but we like to know if you genuinely liked it and Mm -hmm. like thoughts on it so message us either the podcast instagram um still so young at still so young podcast or just message our personal accounts which will be linked in the show notes but yeah. yeah um don't forget to follow us rate us five stars give us a kind review and see you next thursday bye bye